Hello and welcome back. We hope you got everything you wished for over the holidays because we've got a semi-late gift for you. Episode 30 of the CCO Buzz. Today, we're doing things a bit different and we're going to hit the ground running. This week's episode is on custody and key considerations. Custody for investment advisors remains a very hot topic for regulators. Typically, a firm may think they don't have custody since they're not physically holding client assets because that's the custodian's job, right? There are many ways advisors can fall into the custody trap without ever touching client assets. It's generally referred to as having quote-unquote constructive custody. In this CCO buzz, we're going to examine a few and discuss steps firms are required to take when deemed to have custody. The definition of custody under Rule 206 4-2 of the Investment Advisors Act not only includes an advisor having possession of client assets, but also their authority to withdraw assets from a client's account. This authority can be transmitted in a plethora of ways, including through written agreements, standing transfer letters with custodians, and having client passwords to obtain access to online accounts. The most important thing to remember here is that you could be deemed with custody in each of these situations, regardless of whether or not you act on the authority you possess. The mere fact that you have the authority is what constitutes the determination. The good news is that certain facts and circumstances could help negate having custody. For example, if the client login credentials you have don't provide the ability to withdraw or transfer assets, then you probably would not be considered to have custody. In addition, the SEC recently updated their FAQs on the application of the custody rule. To clarify that if a firm is given authorization to withdraw or transfer client account assets in a custodian agreement, but does not have a copy of the agreement and the firm has no knowledge or reason to have knowledge of the authority, then the advisor would not be deemed with custody. There are other ways an advisor can have constructive custody, including but not limited to serving as trustee or executor to a client's account or accepting and forwarding checks or securities to the custodian. In this area, an advisor can take a check from a client and forward it to the custodian so long as it is a check drawn on the client's bank account. The SEC also provided limited no-action relief for receipt of checks and securities in certain circumstances, which is also outlined in the SEC's FAQs. Check writing or bill paying authority or having an affiliate that has such authority also means custody, in addition to having written power of attorney to enter into agreements to invest in private funds on behalf of clients. The most common form of custody is when a firm has authority to debit their advisory fees. Having custody is not prohibited. It just means you have to follow certain protocols outlined in the custody rule. These include, one, that all managed assets must be maintained with a qualified custodian. Two, the firm has to take reasonable steps to confirm that the clients are receiving statements directly from the custodian. This can be accomplished by receiving certification letters from custodians stating they've sent statements to clients and also periodically confirming with clients they have received the statements. And three, depending on the type of custody, a firm must also obtain annual surprise audits. Notably, this is not required if the only reason you have custody is due to the authority to debit fees from client accounts. 
Chief Compliance Officers are generally tasked with the responsibility of monitoring their firm's adherence to the custody rule and can assure compliance by performing testing and reviews each year as part of the firm's required annual review. Having written policies and procedures that require approval prior to the firm accepting any role that would constitute custody is a good internal control. Training employees on the rule requirements and firm policy also goes a long way to helping ensure compliance. If your firm has custody that requires an annual surprise audit, be sure to calendar that in the form ADVE reflecting completion of the audit as it has to be filed annually. If you need any help identifying whether or not your firm has custody or have questions on adhering to the rule and implementing strong procedures and controls, give us a call at 619-278-0020. We wish you all a very merry holiday season and a happy new year. Well, that's it for this week's episode. If you'd like additional information, please check out our website at www.corecls.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter at CoreCLS. Thank you, and we hope you tune in to next week's episode of the CCO Buzz.